everyone. I'm Ivy Rivera. I'm a psychic medium, a tiny no Arawak, and I own a school called the Ivy League Psychic Academy. Today's free mini class is called How to Confront and Forgive. So the first thing I want to talk about with this is the two different types of confrontation I think we have. And if we don't know how to analyze what we're about to get into, it can become overwhelming or we could just dismiss it. A lot of people really hate confrontation. We're gonna break down a few different reasons why, and most people struggle with forgiveness. So we'll be getting into that as well. But the part of confronting, knowing when to confront, and how long it's going to take is really key to stepping forward and doing it when you're supposed to. I don't think we analyze that enough. People who don't like confrontation tend to pool everything together and say, well, if I'm gonna have to deal with it, it's gonna make me uncomfortable. I really despise doing it and it's just not gonna be worth it. Well, you don't know that until you've really looked at what it is that's gonna be required of you. So two different types of situations that may require confrontation. We have short-term confrontation. Maybe you need to confront a coworker who outed you and that shouldn't have happened. Maybe you need to confront a nasty in-law who's being inappropriate at family events or they are feeding your child too much sugar when they're babysitting or something like this. And you're expecting this to be a one-time deal. You're expecting that you should be able to go in prepared, um, say what you need to say, and that the behavior will be changing after that. Then we have category number two, and that's long haul confrontation. If you have been avoiding a divorce because you don't want to get into maybe a custody battle and what's going to happen with your finances and your home, you think that if you leave this person, it's going to be this long drawn out abusive battle and have to go through the judicial system, which is going to take even longer. Or maybe it's something like confronting customer service. A lot of people hate this because it also involves the phone and a lot of waiting and frustration. And it really gets you on the wrong side of the battle. It gets you riled. A lot of times dealing with something like a customer service battle, if maybe you need to get them to repay you for something that they illegitimately took, or they didn't protect you, whatever it might be, you should expect that that's going to be a while. I always say when dealing with customer service, you talk to three different people, you get three different answers. And so I never give up right away. I know it's gonna be a long haul approach. I think that if you really sit and you analyze before you decide to invest, how long is this going to take? Is this a short-term thing or is this a long-term thing? It can help you to get a little bit more in control of what your approach is going to be and let's face it, your emotional output. I wanna talk next about the five main reasons people hate or won't confront. Now, I've observed this over the years with my own self, with family, with clients, with students, and just in business, being a business owner in general, what goes on out there? Why are people not confronting when they should? And this is what I have found. Number one, people refuse to get comfortable 
being uncomfortable. Those of you who tune in to any of my classes or my live shows, I say this constantly. We live in a very coddled society that says that we should have immediate gratification and that we should be happy and avoid anything. Toxic positivity, we're calling it now. Anything that makes us feel wrong. We were raised by people in the 60s and the 70s who said, you know, follow your bliss, follow your feelings, whatever feels good is right. No, that is not life. That is not reality. And now we are in this state of not only unawareness, but being unwilling to take responsibility and confront when we need to. So we don't hold others accountable. We let people get away with murder. We don't hold ourselves accountable. And we just want to escape all that. All that adulting isn't necessary. So number one, people won't get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's just in life in general. I find that people who fall into this category do this with everything. It's not just confrontation. They are avoidant. They are escapist. So if you find yourself doing this in a lot of areas, this is definitely going to help you today. Be more mindful. Number two. People aren't confident that they're going to win. So they don't really think it's going to be worth the hassle. And a lot of that is coming along with excuses like, well, it's not that bad or it could be worse or it's not that big of a deal. So it's okay. I'm just going to minimize it and forget about it. So you have to become confident that you can win or that you should be doing this regardless of the outcome. And we'll get into the key ways that you can confront with that level of confidence here in a minute. Category number three, people are coming from a place of ego. Ego is about fear. It's about control. It's about manipulation. It's the polar opposite of love and faith and being in the flow of the universe. So when people are coming from a place of ego, they're doing this in all areas of their life. But when it comes to needing to confront, they don't want to give up that level of control, so they avoid confrontation. These people would also fall into a petty category. They would be needling. It would be passive aggressive. It's not that they maybe don't, okay? They might take it out on a, a victim in the house. They're mean to the dog. They boss everybody else around. They have these horrible toxic days where they have to make everybody else miserable because they're not confronting who and where they should. So, Keep an eye. Where is it coming from? Number four, I find that a lot of people prefer to be a victim. They like being a victim. They like being a martyr. They don't want to take responsibility. And they prefer to be able to whine and complain about it and manipulate from that sort of lower level. In number five, people don't understand law of attraction and manifestation. They don't know how it works. And without really understanding how to use law of attraction to your advantage, get past the myths that are being largely taught today, if you don't understand manifestation and that you can't be double-minded in that, you have to know exactly what you want, you have to know that you're deserving of it. People don't grasp this. And a lot of reasons that they don't, I believe, is because they don't understand the difference between free will and things that are destiny charted. We have a free mini class up here that you should check out called Free Will versus Destiny Charted Future. And what I mean by that is that most people think that life is one way or the other. They either think that they have to achieve on their own and battle everything on their own and that their free will dictates the story that their life will tell, or they believe that this is just like a movie. Everything's already written. It's watching storyline play out 
And no matter what they do, they can't manipulate it. And why bother trying? Let's just let this thing play out, okay? And that's not the truth. Neither one is the truth. And the reality of the human experience here on Earth. We have both destiny-charted future and free will future. Okay? So we see this in our life contracts. We see this in astrology. We see this in numerology. You literally see it in everything. But it's not being given enough attention. So if you don't understand that, you're not going to understand manifestation and law of attraction. And anytime you have to confront or forgive, you should be bringing that power in with you. I do want to talk here next about forgiveness. What is happening with forgiveness? Why are so many people unwilling to do it? And why is it that it's so important? Forgiveness is something that is absolutely essential to your well-being. And when I'm talking about your well-being, I'm talking about your money, talking about your resources. I'm talking about your ability to have happiness and peace. You also, this is a block. If you have unforgiveness or bitterness, it's a block to your growth and development in every way. People who carry unforgiveness and bitterness through life find that they can't achieve everything they have maybe earned. And that's legitimate. It is very possible that you have logically, technically earned more blessings in your life and you're not getting them. But that's because you're blocking manifestation and law of attraction. When we have this unforgiveness, it's like a brick wall. I think of it like a bank account. If you put money into the bank and it's accruing interest and it's there, it's something that you've earned, it's something you've put away that can protect you that you need later on. It's like that is the universe. You have a big giant bank account of everything that you've earned and you can only access it karmically if you have removed things like unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, and resentment. Otherwise it stays behind the wall until you're like grown up. Sort of like if your parents gave you your college fund or a savings account when you turned 18, it would be sort of like that. Some won't get it if they're not showing that they can be responsible with it. Others won't be able to have it until they're full grown or until they go to college. Almost like a manipulation tool that the universe uses with us to keep us on track, to keep us growing, to keep us centered, to keep us clean and vibrating high. We have to do it. No one wants to hear it, but we want to look real quick here at the four main reasons I have found that most people will not do it. And so I think it's number one. They think that it's about the other person who harmed them. Somehow, they really believe that if this person didn't apologize, or if they don't deserve the forgiveness, or even if they did apologize, but they think that this is a way to sort of get back at them. They believe that forgiveness somehow is actually in control by the other person. So they're doing more damage by giving this person the upper hand. Forgiveness has nothing to do at all with the other person. Or if maybe society has harmed you, okay? If there was a situation that harmed you, that's nothing to do. And we need to stop thinking of it that way. We need to pull away from that and detach. We'll get into that more when we get into the exercises. Huge misconception. Number two, they feel that by not forgiving, they're hurting whoever hurt them or they're somehow getting justice that way because they don't believe that the universe 
will deliver on karma, will deliver on justice. They have no proof that some type of pain or discomfort will come to that other person. So they think this is it. Number three, they tried. A lot of people tried to forgive, but they found that it was exhausting and that it didn't work. And that's valid. Sometimes with forgiveness, it's not just a one-time deal. You can't just forgive the damage someone did to you once and think that that's going to fix it. It's sometimes needing to be a repeat act for you in the equivalent amount of the damage that the person caused you. Meaning that if it really hurt you so significantly, it's been something you've had to battle for many, many years, it may take you many, many years to really be able to forgive. And it will get easier and it will work for periods or bouts of time, but you may have to do it on a repeat basis. Number four, a lot of people won't forgive because they believe subconsciously, mostly, that this is somehow protecting them from someone else coming and doing the same thing. It's protecting them from entering into another toxic situation like what they got tied up in. And it's not, it is not any form of legitimate protection. I actually find that people are far less protected when they haven't learned to be in the discomfort and process what happened and to let it go. That's where your power comes from. That's also a huge misconception is that this is somehow keeping you safe. It's just costing you a lot is all it's really doing. We are going to talk about confrontation and how to do it when not to bother at all with certain people and in certain situations, literally just learn to let go and walk away. And we're going to um, go through some forgiveness exercise that will work for you every day. I use it daily because I had a lot of past trauma. I will probably need to use this for the rest of my life. It has been the single-handed most effective thing I've ever done for myself and have taught my students. We're also going to talk about five different key things that you could do to help you with forgiveness in the long run. I first want to go over here to what some of the members sent in as their problem or question. Jill Marie says, thinking about people with a trauma response to confrontation is her problem. As a child and or adult that was abused, as a result of confrontation, I feel like many put up a block and have fear of confronting others because of what happened in the past. So would they forgive without confrontation? Is that even possible? Is it possible to forgive without confrontation? Absolutely. That's what I was saying here a minute ago and what I want for your focus to always be when dealing with forgiveness is that it does not have to involve the other person. Preferably, it doesn't at all. It would be nice to get an apology. It would be nice to not have to confront them. There is a time and a place to let someone know how they treated you, but it doesn't have to dictate whether or not you forget. Forgive regardless of what the person does. These aren't sort of interchangeable ideas here. But yes, I would agree with Jill Marie here that a lot of people don't confront because they were abused. I would also say this, growing up in an abusive, toxic household, what I've learned to do is stay in a constant state that's really exhausting and dangerous to the health long term where I'm always ready for a fight. I'm always ready for a fight. I'm always ready for the other shoe to drop. I'm always ready for someone to come at me. And I don't think that that helps a lot 
when you need to confront. That's why we're going to talk about controlling your emotions. All right. So absolutely. I'm sure a lot of people identify with what Jill Marie said coming from an abusive place. Or if you were in an abusive relationship, maybe you had a toxic partner who abused you or the kids. A question or comment here from Empathic Alex. I'm not sure if this is just me, but when something traumatic happens or some sort of abuse, I tend to completely block the memory to where it's black in my head until it's later triggered somehow. So forgiveness actually never happens. And when it comes back, I'm hurt all over again and I can't forgive even then. Well, don't say you can't forgive because that's just throwing in the towel. You could do anything you set your mind to. And again, forgiveness is sometimes a repeat process. It's not a one-time deal. Also, the fact that you didn't remember it and it got triggered may be good to look at as a blessing because it's likely something that you can learn lessons from and grow from. It may even be something that you signed on to in your life contract before you came to Earth. So you picked that battle. You picked that challenge for yourself. And this is an opportunity that the universe is giving you by triggering your memory of it so that you can process it. It's also important to understand that we're not called to process things until we're ready. So things that have been blacked out will come to the surface when it's appropriate timing. We can see the same thing with our past lives. You may not have past life flashbacks, sometimes until you're like 28 or 52 and then all of a sudden it's time we're ready to deal with this trauma now so there's all kinds of trauma and forgiveness can be done regardless also the way that you said forgiveness never actually happens well because it doesn't happen on accident forgiveness isn't ever going to just happen on its own you have to actively be mindful and monitor what's going on with your triggers and your flashbacks and then choose to do it. it it won't just happen okay then we have one from tarina she wants to know how to confront someone and get answers but keep calm we're going to talk about that in a minute we're going to go through how to do this and then we have one from rachel rachel has a problem with what do you do if when you confront it's made to be your fault sounds like you're dealing with a narc then it just makes you not want to attempt to forgive well, we have a class up here, a free mini class, called The Narcissist in the Intuitive. And that will help you a lot in dealing with people who gaslight, who blame narcissists, sociopaths, and they are everywhere these days. Handed down generation to generation, they're multiplying like crabgrass. So what are you going to do about it? Well, use this as an opportunity to develop your skills. Use this as an opportunity to sharpen your sword so that when the next one comes along, because there's always going to be another one, you're more prepared and better able to handle them. I would also Google after you watch that class, because I cover a lot of it there, but the 12 narcissistic tactics and understand how to outwit and outsmart them. It's projection. When these people are doing that, they don't want to, yes, be accountable, but they also want to often push on to you what they're actually trying to do and blame you, make you the problem. And we have to be realistic that they often engage others in this type of abusive activity. And that is exactly what it should be called abuse stay focused on what it is don't budge from that don't lessen what it is and don't also give it more power than what it deserves don't give this individual more don't let them take the power and cause you to not forgive don't forget forgiveness is about your prosperity and they would love nothing more than to steal all of your joy and health 
and prosperity. So don't give them that. You don't feel that you need to because you don't understand the power of forgiveness and you don't feel like you need to because you don't want to face that you're not getting all kinds of blessings from the universe and prosperity that you've earned. You don't feel like you need to until you're sick and your mental health is deteriorating and your attitude has gone down the toilet and you're not developing and growing and your relationships are becoming toxic and maybe you're sick. You've got back problems and throat problems and thyroid issues and chronic headaches and stomach problems. And I think a lot of unforgiveness causes even things like cancer. I fully believe that after the things I've seen over the years, you don't think you need to until you stop and you listen and you accept the reality of the damage that it's doing and how much good could come from it for you, not for them, for you. It's about you. So you have to let go of thinking. Remember, forgiveness, number one. Why do people not forgive? They think it's about the other person. It's not about them. And you're keeping it right there. Not wanting to is just natural. You may never, ever, ever for a day in your life ever feel like you want to forgive. Who cares how you feel, right? It doesn't matter how you feel. It's what you need to do. If you go through life being dictated by your emotions, you're going to fail in all areas and pretty much every single time because we have to make choices based on what's right. And that requires that we get past our flesh, past our feelings. Your feelings should not rule you. That's what little children do. We have to come to a place of maturity with this. It has nothing to do with that. So again, I think that we want to assume these things are interchangeable and they're not. So healing is going to probably continue for the rest of your life if it was significant. We may even see with a lot of people that they have past life trauma that resurrects itself in a later life. We see that people have what seems like generational curses and that's a free mini class we just recently did. We did one on shadow work that would help you guys. We did one on generational curses and how toxicity gets handed down from generation to generation. You certainly don't wanna be part of that. You don't wanna hand down this toxicity it's not even about your children. It's about others around you, future generations of people. You want to be a contributor and you have to understand that the healing process for you will continue, but the forgiveness is part of that. And the forgiveness can be done exclusive. It's on its own. So let's move on. When not to bother confronting someone. Okay, two different things that you can look at. The easiest way to analyze this is to look at yourself First, I want you to say to yourself, am I coming from a place of love or am I coming from a place of fear? If you are coming from a place of love, then you are coming from faith. You believe that you should confront, that it is the right thing to do. It is the moral thing to do regardless of the outcome. And you understand that it is your responsibility to do so. Now, if you're coming from ego, you are coming from fear and control and you want to manipulate and you want to maybe win. You want to prove somebody wrong. You want to put someone in their place. You want to take something that you feel entitled to. You better analyze before you get involved which place you're coming from. Because if you get into a confrontation, you're coming from a place of ego. You, of course, increase the likelihood that you're going to lose but you're just spreading toxicity all over the place. Wisdom is knowing the difference and doing battle when it's appropriate to do so, not just all the time because you're out of control. When else should you not bother? <laughs> Number two, when the individual or individuals you're dealing with 
are brainwashed, extremely ignorant, or show significant signs of some type of mental illness. If you are dealing with people who are out of their minds, you're not going to get anywhere. I'm not saying that maybe the situation itself need to be dealt with, but you may want to avoid going directly through people that have childlike, immature, out of control mentalities. It reminds me of people fighting on social media <laughs> about things like racism or certain kinds of politics or conspiracy theories. It's like, really, you're going to waste your time on these people? Like, they're gone. They're gone. Like, forget it. They're already in such a dark place. They will never dig themselves out of that pit, probably. You just got to kind of be like, nope. All right. It's over for them. So, that's okay. Know when not to bother. But again, find another route. If it is important that you do it, get someone else on your side to represent you or get someone else associated with the situation to actually deal with. Let's talk about the best ways I have found to confront. One of the easiest things to do is to change the way that you deal with people on a regular basis. I think of people who use a really soft, gentle approach to everyone. If they send an email, it's a lot of like exclamation marks and emojis and hearts and all of their responses have to come with a softening. Everything they say to everybody needs to come off as like super sweet. And I have found that in life in general, if I am stable all the time and approach people all the time in an unapologetic way, in a humble way, but I am also being upfront and assertive in what I'm saying. I'm not mincing words at any time. I find that it's easier to confront when I have to because people who are being super sweet all the time and really hate confrontation are going to have to stifle more when they confront. They may feel that they're being fake, fraudulent, they're not being honest. There's more emotion entangled in all of that. Keep emotion out of your interactions with people as much as possible. I'm not saying that it's a weak approach. It can be very nice, but are you going to be able to maintain that in a time of confrontation? Or are you going to look like drastically different and it's adding to your stress level? Keep it the same all the time. We don't need all that extra sweetness. We don't need all those extra emojis. We don't need to be super, super friendly or nice. We don't need to be worried that we're offending people all the time. I made a post. I didn't make it. I snagged it from Instagram. But the other day I posted it and it did really well. And I didn't know that it would. I, I thought it would just be me and other people who were abused as kids. But a lot of people responded. And I think it got like a hundred and some odd shares and really within a couple hours. It surprised me. This post was about people who have been with an abusive partner or were abused or neglected as kids and how we tend to think of others as being annoyed with us or feeling that we're in the way or that we're somehow creating conflict. And it said like, not everyone's annoyed with you. Not everyone is mad at you and not everyone is rooting for you to fail. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant because that's what it feels like, right? In your head sometime, and especially when you're dealing with others and you know you're going to have to confront. It's this apologetic position and we need to get over it in life in general. So stay stable with your personality. Stay stable with your communication with other people. You don't need to sweeten the deal all the time. Hey, ladies, especially, you don't need to sweeten the deal. It is what it is. Just say what you're saying.
It's okay. Probably get labeled as being a bee, but who cares? All right. So being direct is not a sin. All right, let's talk about number two. Keep emotion out of it. Yes, I'm aware it's easier said than done. But when you are getting into an argument, you really should be prepared that you might be dealing with someone who gaslights or has narcissistic tendencies. Even if it's just for money, you know, they're manipulating you. They may try to steer away from the main topic at hand or what you're confronting them about. And they may push deliberately emotional triggers and buttons. So be prepared ahead of time. Think about that and remember that even if you do feel some kind of emotion from it, you have chosen your path in the confrontation and you are going to stick to it. So don't feed the gaslighting. Don't derail and detour. Number three. Okay, you need to detach. I think that it's really important to stop seeing people. You need to detach and stop taking everything personally that people have done to you. We need to remember that people are really not very mindful, that people are often out of control with their emotions their logic, their actions. And that's sad. We need to remember that the nature of the human experience is that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And what is that experience? It's energy. We are energy. Energy is manipulated. It's manipulated by positive energies in the universe. It's manipulated by negative energies in the universe. So humans that are not being mindful, they're not in ownership of their energy, tend to be very easily manipulated by negative, lower, toxic energies in the universe. I'm talking about other toxic people. I'm talking about temptation. I'm talking about human emotion. I'm talking about paranormal problems. All of that. They're just being manipulated all the time. So when you're dealing with someone who has done damage to you or is causing for you to have to confront whatever they're doing in your life, you need to try to pull away and stop seeing it as a personal attack, even if you think it is, and make it about them not being in control. They are a wide open vessel of energy that's being toxically manipulated and stay on your high ground. But keep that reality in dealing with all people at all times. It can also prevent you from trusting people you shouldn't. When I'm deciding whether or not I want to take a new friendship up to the next level and really allow for myself to intimately share with them at all, I always analyze how long has this person shown that they can handle struggles, that they can be mindful in their life, that they are consistent with their character or are they a train wreck all the time up and down up and down all the way that person's never getting in so watch to see how mindful they are before you do that that'll save you from a lot of confrontation and disappointment in life the other thing you need to do number four visualize ahead and manifest manifestation is never going to work for you in any area of your life until you know exactly what you want and until you understand and have sort of meditated a little bit on the fact that you are deserving of having that that is rightfully your thing visualize ahead of time before you confront how you want to deal with the other person one of the tricks that i use is to sit for five or ten minutes 
and I'll close my eyes, I'll put on some meditation music and I'll say, my higher mind wants to talk to your higher mind. And I deal with one person at a time that I'll be confronting. And when I say my higher mind wants to talk to your higher mind, I may also say my inner child wants to talk to your inner child. And I carry on a dialogue with who they ultimately are. Maybe in this life, they're not doing so well and they don't look anything like their higher mind, but their higher mind is always full of truth. It's full of integrity, it's full of wisdom, and you can more easily negotiate with someone else's higher mind before you confront the human form of this person. And I've seen phenomenal advancements come from that. Number five, you need to also understand that if this is a confrontation you need to have, whether you want to or not, it's best to not look at it as though it's a hassle, it's a drag, I hate this. It's best to see it as something that is part of your life contract, your growth a lesson for you, an opportunity for you, but also your responsibility. And it is a way for you to be of service to the light. Because if this is authentically something you are meant to do, it can only be for the greater good. So you are feeding the progress. What if everyone took that approach to life? What if people started to be responsible? They held themselves accountable. They held others accountable. What if we started to confront things like, racism and fraud. What if we did that and we said, no, I'm not just going to look the other way. I'm going to speak out. We would be in a much better place. So that's just an example. But when it is something you should do, see it as service to the greater good. This is bigger than you. Don't make it all about you. This is about your life contract. This is about the universal order of things. This is about others as well. We want to advance as humankind, not stay stagnant. Don't forget always, before you get into a confrontation, what I said earlier, analyze whether or not it's going to be worth it. Sometimes it isn't going to be worth it to bother. Here's the other thing I just want to say about that. Don't forget that some people pushed your buttons or triggered you deliberately, especially if you're dealing with a narcissociopath. Maybe a lot of you are dealing with someone in like a divorce and so they're they're deliberately using things to try to like wear you down or you're in a legal battle or whatever. You have a nagging coworker. Remember that a lot of people are trying to put you in a low level position to be able to take advantage of you. And sometimes feeding that is really giving them what they want. So let's not forget what their goal, what, what is their objective here? Let's talk about forgiveness here. So how exactly do you go about forgiveness? First of all, I say it all the time. Number one, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Be comfortable admitting that you're in pain, that it's unfortunate and that you want to lash out, you want to cry, you want to never have to experience this again. That's okay, acknowledge that, let it be what it is. Stop trying to block yourself, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Number two, I already talked about this one also, detach. Remember not to take anything personally. If someone is a toxic nag, is a needling, aggressive clown, and you're stuck dealing with this person, remember that that's on their karma, that they already have so much negativity going on in their life that that judgment, that negativity is back onto them. 
understand that it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. That's who they are. That's unfortunate. Praise yourself. Remember your accomplishments. Pat yourself on the back. At least you're not them. And don't forget that they're just being manipulated most of the time by negative toxic energy. And they're just not mindful. They're feeding it. They're out of control. Detach. Stop seeing them so much as a person. Stop letting it personally affect you. Okay, number three, you have to remember when trying to forgive and let go that it's for you. It's for your prosperity, that it is going to help your mental health. It's going to help you physically and it's going to help you to open up to relationships that are worthy of your energy. It's going to allow you to attract members of your soul tribe, your soul group, people you are supposed to be working with. It is going to increase your prosperity. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about resources. I'm talking about opportunities to expand in your career. You have to do this in order to really live. It's for your prosperity. I also just want to say this. I don't believe enough people think about their life contract. People come to earth and they're just like, well, I guess I plopped here for a while. How long is this going to go on for? And how do you know, how does this work? A lot of people don't even think about how it works. And they don't think in terms of what they came here to do. So they don't fulfill their life contract. And forgiveness is a huge part of being able to do that. And if you don't fulfill it, you're just going to reincarnate and have to do all this over again. So do you want to end it and move on or we want to stay here? Can't do this forever. Number four, stop expecting it to be one time. I mentioned this earlier. If you were seriously hurt and it's going to take the rest of your life to forgive and it's going to take the rest of your life to heal, that's okay. What's going to happen is that it's going to come to the surface and you're going to need to deal with it at that time. And then it may go away for a while. You may feel better. You may feel like it's over with even. And then years later, it may resurface again. If you have issues like this, check out the free class we did here called Shadow Work and check out the church services, Roots Revival Interfaith, on shadow work. So don't expect it to be one time, and don't get tired and fed up. Be patient, instant gratification is a product of society, not reality. Number five, call in your helpers. This is not something you were ever meant to do alone. If you don't know your guides, take the Meet Your Guides class. Start calling in your protector guide. Start calling in your joy guide. Your joy guide watches over your spiritual development, but also your mental and emotional well-being. Guards your heart. Okay, your joy guide is your right-hand man or woman. This guide literally never leaves. This was your imaginary friend when you were a kid. This was your first blankie that you carried around, the first toy that you played with. This guide is going to help you through this process and speed up the productivity of it. And the other thing that I would suggest, not only call in your helpers, I and mean, don't forget you have two guardian angels that are appointed to you. You have a protector angel, but you also have a guardian angel who also watches over your mental and emotional well-being. Call in your ancestors, okay? They are always there ready to fight for you. Now, the other thing is that it's important to give out. Sometimes we do so much work on ourselves and then we don't do much with it. It's like, okay, good, I accomplished that. Give it out to others. When you get some level of prosperity in your life, give some level of prosperity in your life. And if that is your wisdom in how to deal with the pain that you've been through, go help other people who are suffering with that type of pain. A lot of people think, well, who am I to share it? Who are you? You're someone who accomplished this. You're someone who achieved this. Who are any of us to share it? It doesn't have, you don't have to go publish a big book. 
You can get on social media and do a TikTok. You could do a YouTube thing on it. You could just post more about it on your social media account. You could go and volunteer with people who suffer from similar things. You could just say to the universe, send me whoever I'm supposed to help and the universe will get right on it and start sending you people and situations where you can intervene. Don't think that there's a special day to wait for. It's like a special time. I'll wait until it's time. That's like saying like, oh, well, I'll spend this money at a special date in my life coming up. Well, you know, life doesn't last forever. Today is the special day. Now is the special time. People living and suffering are the reason why. Nothing bigger. You don't need a bigger reason. Well, we can't forget. So that's not part of the deal. I didn't say anything about forgetting. I don't think that's possible. I mean, you're going to have a lobotomy or something, maybe. But I don't think that's possible. And I don't think we were designed that way. I don't believe that we are to go through all of this pain and discomfort only to forget it and then fall back into it again. So it's about understanding fight and flight responses and triggers that we have in the future to be able to protect ourselves. We need to remember what happened. Not purposefully. It's not going to go anywhere, though, I assure you. So, no, forgetting is not part of this deal. So what I want everybody to do is to just relax. You can put your feet flat on the floor if that's what's comfortable for you. And I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think about somebody who hurt you or a situation that hurt you. Someone that you're mad at. Someone or something you're struggling to forgive. Now what I want you to do is visualize in your mind's eye that person and you're going to call them in toward you. You can see them coming closer from the front and they're going to stop. An arms reach out from you. They stop right there in front. I want you to look at this person's face. I want you to look in their eyes. Sometimes that part takes time. That's okay. But I want you to look at them. If they have a name, I want you to call them by their name. Not a dirty nickname you gave them. If they don't have a name, I want you to give them a name. Now I want you to say to this person, calling them by their name, you've caused me pain, you have harmed me, but I stand strong. I thank you for the lessons that I learned and the power this has given me. 
I am forgiving you and releasing you. Now I want you to visualize that you're putting your hands straight out in front of you. White light comes out of your hands and pushes this person away from you, releasing them from your energy. And as you see them fade off into the background, you're going to say, I ask that this person receives the wisdom and the healing that they need to understand. Okay, until they're gone. And that's it. You guys can open your eyes. So this is super simple. You can do this on the fly. You can do this maybe before bed. I think that's always a great time. Sometimes over the course of the day, we don't realize that people have offended us, that we're bitter and we're angry about something. We need to forgive. So I don't care if it's the cashier, if it's your father, if it's your ex, if it's one of your kids. I don't, I don't care who it is. Any amount of unforgiveness and bitterness is going to read the same to the universe and your prosperity and well-being. You've got to get it out of there. So before bed would be a good time. Certainly any time you realize that you have been triggered or you're having a flashback or something is coming to the surface again, that's okay. We're going to be willing to repeatedly do this as often as is needed, but you should feel immediate release and definitely feel lighter. And what you've done when you sent the person off is you have given them almost an opportunity, let's say, for the universe to start showing them how they behave and what they need to learn from their choices. Okay, so you have sent them what they actually need, and that is enlightenment, okay, which is gonna be an interesting journey for them, but they are no longer in your energy field, and that's exactly where they need to stay is out of there. All right, guys, I hope that this was helpful. Okay, thanks everybody. Thank you, Polly. Very well. Thank you, Spirit. Have a great night.